Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I feel like we should be playing some sort of, I don't know, funeral song or something to mark the end of Pride on Thursday, this past Thursday. Not that you queens out there, you'll stop partying. No, to you girls, every day is Pride. Every weekend is yet another Pride party. Not that I really care. Whatever floats your boat out there. Hope you have yourself a a grand, gay old time while you're at it. You just need to remember, just because pride is over, doesn't mean you still can't catch yourself the monkeypox. Speaking of monkeypox, how's this from Just the News? D.C., New York City, out of monkeypox vaccines. Despite increasing numbers, World Health Organization has declined to declare unprecedented monkeypox outbreak public health emergency. And so now, I guess, at least according to the CDC, those feckless clowns over at the CDC, run by Rochelle Impending Doom Walensky, there are now over 200 confirmed monkeypox cases here in the U.S. and about 4,300 worldwide. And they have been giving out the two-dose, well, I know I'm going to mangle this one, Gineos, J-Y-N-N-E-O-S, Gineos smallpox vaccine to gay men or men who have had multiple sex partners in the past 14 days, so do man whores, because the virus, that appears to be spreading most within those two groups. But in New York, as well as in D.C., what we affectionately call the swamp, they've decided to open up vaccine eligibility, not just to gay men and men who get a lot of action, which has a lot of overlap there in those two groups, but also to bisexuals, part-time members of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, to transgender women, gender non-conforming people. Those are the folks with a super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns and sex workers to anyone over 40, That's a hooker, a prostitute, a whore, or a member of Congress. Okay, that was a low blow. 
Totally uncalled for me saying that. Comparing sex workers and members of Congress. So to all you sex workers out there, I apologize. I am truly sorry for besmirching your noble profession like that, comparing you to a swamp creature like a member of Congress. Sorry again. But New York and D.C., them handing it out, this vaccine out, like candy on Halloween, like crack at a Biden housewarming party, they've run out of vaccines. So no more for those folks in those areas. And I guarantee you, the only reason they did that, handed out to everyone and their brother, was in the name of vaccine equity. You can't just hand it out to queens and other assorted slutty men. No. You have to throw in the bisexuals, the transgender women. Not transgender men but transgender women, all the other genders out there, sex workers, and now Shazam, there isn't any left to hand out. Which, of course, that's what equity is, at least to the woke folk. Everyone equally miserable. White boy Malcolm X, I forgot to tell you, sir. I heard from the summit mistress. I did. Yes, I did. She was, how do I put this? She was just a little butthurt. I threw her under the bus for not knowing what Juneteenth was, telling everyone how unwoke she was, not knowing about the holiday. But the good news is, now that she's been to the re-education camp to get her mind right, she is definitely more down for the struggle. She can name, folks, at least 100 genders, believes women with penises, they are far superior to your average run-of-the-mill woman, and now hates herself for being white. See, folks? Woke re-education camp, that really works. And she also, now she doesn't have Alexa, but she heard that story we did last week, the one about Alexa down the road, that being able to mimic anyone's voice, even your dead grandma, your dead grandpa, your dead non-binary grandparent, and how when I was talking about that story, how I would want to have Tustin Buttigieg, that low-rank queen from Indiana, I wanted her to be my Alexa voice. Alexa, add moisturizer to my shopping cart. Oh, really? Like that's going to help you any, you old queen? Playing Count the Wrinkles with you, that would take a day and a half. But she suggested maybe possibly having Google, those clowns over at Google, have Chastin Buttigieg, that low-rank queen from Indiana, as a voice on Google Maps. 
and I believe it's Waze, one of those direction apps. They do different voices. One had Mr. T, I pity the fool, doing one. I had one quite a few years ago, but I had one with C3PO on it. That was annoying. But can you imagine Chastin Buttigieg giving you car directions? Hey, you dumb queen, turn right at the next light. There are going to be a lot of potholes, but not as many as when I have to drive to the dry cleaner because of those cheap suits. My husband, Pete Buttigieg, the secretary of transportation, the cheap suits that he has to keep wearing. But those potholes, he's still on a learning curve. That or, hey, you dumb queen. Your destination is coming up on the left. Like your fat ass needs another trip to Dunkin' Donuts. I talked to your scale this morning. Damn thing is begging for mercy. Summit Mistress, now that I think about it, I'm not so sure that's a good idea. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one, it's from Pink News. Those Girls over at Pink News, Olympic swimmer Daniel Jervis comes out as gay. I look in the mirror and like who I am. Honey, if I look like you, I'd like me too. And he's not ginger white boy Malcolm X, so no need for you to get excited. And Daniel here, he came out at 24. Good for him. The odd thing I found about this story, though, one of the odd things about this story is that those girls over at Pink News, nowhere in the story did they call his coming out as stunning and brave, like they usually do. Every time some celebrity gaby queen comes roaring on out of that closet, Those girls over at Pink News or Queerty or Tal Road, all the other clowns in the vapid gay media, they're like, oh, how stunning and brave. Which is a joke. Coming out in New York or L.A. or London, that's about as stunning and brave as me picking a fight with a six-year-old bully. Not at all. Come out in Iran or Afghanistan or some other third world hellhole where they kill homosexuals for sport. That's stunning and brave. None of this T.J. Osborne syndrome. Where's my participation trophy? I'm stunning and brave because I'm the first country music queen to come roaring on out of that closet. Shut up, girlfriend. Just shut up. And I would say, welcome to the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. But apparently, well, here's a quote from Daniel. I thought I was bisexual and had girlfriends that I loved, but it came to about three years ago where I knew I had to deal with this which just goes to reinforce my hypothesis. 
which is that bisexual men, they're really gay. They're just easing into it. Like Ronan Rubenstein, our favorite bisexual, here on the Miller Frost podcast. I know that some people, they get a little hysterical when I pick on Ronan, but I'm Jesus Christmas, white boy Malcolm X. You don't have to wave your hand. I'm not making fun of him. I said we were taking a break from picking on him, and I'm not. Have I said that Ronan, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, likes to go out and get banged by half the guys in L.A.? Have I said that? No. I'm not picking on him. That one, though, my money's still on that. He's in a a transitional phase. Like Daniel here, just a bit slower. But anyway, Daniel, welcome to full-time status in the tribe. Hope you have yourself a a grand, gay old time now that you're full-time. Whatever you do, though, do not become another Tom Daly. Do not become a a spoiled cat boy, a pocket queen in a Speedo, out looking for all sorts of jobs. One's enough. From National Geographic, climate anxiety is widespread among youth. Can they overcome it? Millennials and Gen Z have grown up on a different planet with tougher choices than their parents. Accepting that is the first step in avoiding despair. When did this become an issue? Climate anxiety among the millennial Gen Z kids out there. I thought all that was by design. Brainwashing these kids into thinking they were killing the planet, their families were killing the planet, people everywhere were killing the planet, so that when government came along and said, hey, we can fix this with new government programs, new government regulations, new taxes. These kids, they'd all be like, oh my God, yes, totally. Anything to save the planet. How do you think that Al Gore, that fraud, got so rich? He did that by scaring the living hell out of kids. Back then it was, all about global warming. The ice caps would melt. Polar bears would drown. All the fancy beaches in the Hamptons in Southern California, they'd all be underwater. Non-stop doom and gloom scare tactics, which he rode all the way to the bank. Tons of Benjamins to be made in eco-disaster porn. And who's the poster child for all this neuroticism? Greta Thunberg. That hysterical teenage brat riding around on her yacht to virtue signal, lecturing adults about the weather. AOC, that ditzy bartender with the IQ of a cocktail olive. She's not much better with a hysterical doom and gloom, freaking out about the environment 
on Instagram whenever she doesn't get her way. Like I said, this is by design. Scaring the living hell out of these kids until they're completely malleable to whatever quote-unquote solution some politician with severe control issues, some solution they have to offer, which is always more regulation, higher utility costs, higher taxes, that in these taxpayer-funded green boondoggles like Solyndra. How many billions of dollars have been flushed down the toilet chasing this sort of nonsense? But back to the headline, can they overcome it? No. But again, that's by design. From the New York Post, glamorous heiress, 45, charged with having sex with 14-year-old boy four times in one day. So another one, not a high school teacher, out tapping that fresh teacher bait. Teacher bait, teacher bait, teacher bait. Where, 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 where? Settle down out there, you high school teachers and assorted other cougars out there. There is no fresh teacher bait here on the Miller Frost Podcast. What do I always tell you, ladies? Never, ever, ever get a boy to do a man's job. Remember, more Sebastian Stan, less little Timmy with two chest hairs. This one, though, her name is Savannah Daisley. She's an Australian horse heiress, and she allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, rode her little 14-year-old stallion four times in one day. Something to be said for youth. Stamina. That kid could go and go and go and go. Just like a little 14-year-old Energizer bunny. And this horny middle-aged woman, she couldn't get enough. Although at 14, what did he last? Like 30 seconds? Maybe? I mean... They did it four times, but in total, how much time did it involve? Two, three minutes tops. She was probably like, oh, you're done? He was like, yeah, but I can go again. She's like, yeah, I'd like to have a little fun here too. You humping me for 30 seconds, that ain't doing it. So ladies, seriously? Quit banging these boys. If you're a middle-aged cougar, a rich middle-aged cougar like this one, go get yourself a a strapping 20 or 30-something-year-old stud. Some guy that can bang you all night long, keep it completely legal, and none of this 30 seconds of pop crap. Go get those frustrations out with a real man, not some pimply-faced tween boy like this kid probably was. Not worth it, ladies. Not at all. 
It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the HuffPost, the difference between having strong feelings and being triggered. HuffPost, another version of Axios or BuzzFeed, D-list millennial Gen Z journalists, writing vapid articles, dreaming of Pulitzers, and a celebrity journalist gig at the New York Times or Washington Post, neither of which any of them will ever get. And those clowns over at HuffPost, feeling like they need to explain how the word Triggered is overused, mostly used incorrectly, in an almost 2,000-word article. Like anyone cares, no, because these words are used, or misused, I think, deliberately. And I've quoted Saul Alinsky on this podcast several times now, from his book, Rules for Radicals. He who controls the language controls the masses. And so, some of these nutty leftists, that's exactly what they're trying to do. Change the language. Like, for example, the word violence. In my day, back in the Stone Age, the word violence meant something very specific. Like if I walked over, and bitch-slapped white boy Malcolm X because he teased me about using closed captioning when I watched TV. That, in my day, was violence. Physically assaulting someone was considered violence. Nowadays, though, with the hysterical millennial Gen Z kids out there, words are violence. Silence is violence. And we're getting the same kind of crazy with this gender identity, mass hysteria out there. What got J.K. Rowling, Voldemort, in so much trouble. How we define what a woman is, or a man is, or what any of the other hundred plus genders are. Because again, in my day, everyone knew exactly what a woman was. No questions whatsoever on what a woman was. Nowadays, though, a woman is whatever you want it to be. 
You think women can have penises? Okay, then. That's what a woman is. Anyone disagrees with you? They're a turf. They're a bigot. Their words are violence. Because in your Alice in Wonderland world, there can be infinite definitions of what a woman is. And everyone is just supposed to shut up and genuflect, play along with your mental psychosis, all because your moron parents and college administrators never had the courage to tell you no about anything. So when you get out in the real world and reality slaps you in the face, what's your first reaction? We need to bend everyone else's version of reality to meet your needs. And there are millions of these hysterical brats out there all wanting everyone else to bend the knee to them. And if they don't, then they get triggered. Good. Get over yourself. From Entertainment Weekly, Chris Pratt, noted Hollywood Chris, doesn't like being called Chris. It's not my name. There's been a shakeup in the Chris multiverse. And this was written by Lester Fabian Brathwaite. Very fancy name there. And Lester, he is a black queen. And if you're out there wondering, Miller, Miller, what does Lester having to be a black queen have to do with anything? Folks, calm down out there. Slow your roll. We'll get there. But first, and real quickly, apparently, and not that I really care, But Chris Pratt doesn't actually go by Chris. He goes by Pratt or CP. And that's for all you star effers out there wandering around Hollywood, hoping to get glimpses of your favorite dopey celebrity. Just in case you see Pratt here, you know what to scream out to get his attention. But back to Lester Fabian Brathwaite here. And you know he's a queen just with that name. Who else but a queen would have a name like that? No one. A straight man. He'd go by Les Brathwaite. A bisexual man. A part-timer in the tribe. He'd go by Lester Brathwaite. But a full-on queen... Got to throw Fabian in there just so everyone knows. And this is how Lester Fabian Brathwaite, how he opens this article, this vapid piece of garbage about Chris Pratt. Would a Chris by any other name still smell as sweet? Chris Pratt, dinosaur fighter, intergalactic crusader, Voicer of Mario is known for many things, particularly being a member of the Hollywood Chris Club, co-chaired by Chris Evans and Chris Helmsworth with a permanent seat on the Security Council 
for Chris Pine. These young, incredibly photogenic, white, cis, straight men have had this cinematic world in their vice grips for a decade. But it turns out there's been an imposter among their ranks. In a recent interview with SiriusXM's Pop Culture Spotlight with Jessica Shaw, Pratt came out as a non-Chris to those who know him best. White, cis, straight men. I'm like, what the hell? What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. But leave it to a black queen with three names to have to bring up race, gender identity, and sexual orientation in a moronic article about how Chris Pratt, how he likes to be addressed. Only to the woke folk are those descriptors an issue. Because bringing it up like that, when he could have just said, these young, incredibly photogenic men, he's making it an issue. Like sneering at it. Oh, they're white cis straight men. Hissing at it like a bitchy catty queen, which is what he is, dragging all that into this article. Okay then, Lester Fabian Brathwaite, you silly queen. I hope you feel better judging these guys for traits they cannot control. If someone made a comment about you being a black queen, kind of like I am right now, I can only imagine the hysterical fit you'd have. You're a racist homophobe. But if it's one thing we've learned over the past few years, what we've learned during the great woke crusades, the only appropriate target out there is straight white men. So Lester, girlfriend, you have fun with that. From the spectator, Tom Daly, yes, folks, that spoiled cat boy, that pocket queen in a Speedo is back. Tom Daly should not wade into swimming's trans row. Like that ever stopped him. And this was written by Debbie Hayton, who was a transgender woman. And she tears into him a little bit in this article over his virtue signaling. She's probably in trouble for it. But good for her for standing up and saying something. I wonder though, white boy Malcolm X, if I should discuss this. Tom Daly, he's a gay superhero to the vapid gay media. And they get really, really, really butthurt. You say anything that borders on negative about one of their idols. I made a joke about his daddy husband, Dustin Lance Black, maybe possibly trading him out for a younger model in a few years. And, well, that didn't go over too well. Eh, what the hell? Like I'm terrified of those 
insepid woke queens. And if Debbie can do it, so can I. So Tom Daly, that spoiled cat boy, that pocket queen in a Speedo, he's back again trying out for that fourth job as a social justice activist. Like his other three jobs, looking good for daddy, keeping that tight little body, looking good in a Speedo for daddy, diving off a platform every couple years, being the little missus, taking care of the new baby. Like those three jobs, those weren't enough to keep his calendar full. No, he's got to keep trying to get himself that fourth job. Queen likes to keep busy. And what's triggered Princess here is that FINA, swimming's governing body, they recently came out with a ruling that declared that trans women were ineligible to take part in elite female competitions if they have experienced any part of male puberty with a caveat or two thrown in. And what FINA said was, Biological sex is a key determinant of athletic performance with males outperforming females in sports, including aquatic sports, that are primarily determined by neuromuscular, cardiovascular, and respiratory function, and anthropometrics, including body and limb size. So Tom is furious. Furious. Like when his daddy husband... Dustin Lance Black, when he checks out some other young thing, he got furious like that. Remember, folks, daddy husband Dustin, he likes him young. Young, young, young. And Tom here, each and every day that passes, not so much. And this is what furious Tom Daly had to say. You know, like most queer people, anyone that's told that they can't compete or can't do anything that they love just because of who they are, it's not on. It's something I feel really strongly about, giving trans people the chance to share their side. And Debbie here, who again is transgender herself, here, how's this? Daly can direct his emotions wherever he likes. But his leap of logic has more twists and turns than he manages from the 10-meter diving board. In other words, this spoiled little cat boy has absolutely no idea what he's talking about. He's just virtue signaling to our gender identity overlords in the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, another moral coward like Megan Rapinoe and Anthony, Kevin Spacey got handsy gropey 30 years ago and now I'm butthurt and want a payday rap. A moral coward preening so as to be loved by the vapid gay media who are obsessed with gender identity. And speaking of Megan Rapinoe, This just popped up a day or two ago. They're giving that America-hating, purple-headed lesbian 
the Medal of Freedom. If that's not a joke, if that's not a farce, I don't know what is. But anyway, back to this. Okay there, Tom. Great job there. Keep up the virtue signaling. Your fawning media coverage. Your media hand job from those girls over at Pink News, Queerty, Tow Road, The Advocate, LGBTQ Nation, all the other girls in the vapid gay media. That media hand job is on the way. And you have fun with that. And for our last story, folks, it's from the smoking gun. Cops. Woman naked from waist down claims snakes ate her pants. And oddly enough, folks, not Florida. Perfect Florida story, but no. For a change, they're behaving themselves. Ish. A woman found naked from the waist down told Pennsylvania police, bless their hearts, that snakes had eaten her pants according to a court filing. Responding last Thursday afternoon to multiple 911 calls about a half-dressed woman walking in the middle of the road about 25 miles from Philadelphia, cops found Gloria Harple, 35, naked from the waist down, and she was rambling. Harple, who police suspected of narcotics use, no kidding, initially said that she had put her pants in a storm drain before contending that snakes had eaten them. Harple, who was reportedly sweating profusely and making nonsensical outbursts, was arrested for indecent exposure, disorderly conduct, and public drunkenness. She was booked into the Montgomery County Jail on the misdemeanor counts. So it's kind of like Florida, all misdemeanors. A probable cause affidavit does not provide description of the purported trouser snakes. And no white boy Malcolm X. I'm sorry, sir, but no reenactment. This one, pretty self-explanatory. Gloria Harple, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, high on drugs, wandering around in the middle of the road, her pants and panties gone, assuming she even wears panties, her hoo-hoo all exposed, maybe possibly assaulted by pant and panty-eating snakes, that or cracked out like Hunter on a bender. She took them off, put them in a storm drain to air out her hoo-hoo a bit, Lost them in the process. That, sir, that does not need a reenactment. Although I know I owe you one here soon, but not today. So on that note, since I cannot top a half-naked woman wandering around outside Philadelphia, airing out her hoo-hoo, even if snakes, maybe possibly, assaulted her, and ate her pants and panties. Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this holiday weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast.
I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a happy 4th of July, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.